Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 195. I'm your host, Andy Lass. So today is Ladies' Night. Dana Jean Phoenix, Mecha Mako, and Parallels all came into studio, and we had a fun time. And so we're going to go right to that. Now, I didn't, um, when we were recording the show, because we recorded it a while back, I didn't do any Patreon shoutouts. So I'm just going to mention the new patrons right now, and then we'll just hop right into the show. So I think I mentioned last week, Prophet of Jupiter... New Patreon supporter, Prophet of Jupiter, in the 1215 Club. And of course, that uh, cool guy, Jimpy, has upgraded his support. Thanks, Jimpy, you're a cool guy. And then we have a new uh, Patreon supporter this week, Dalton Bell in the $10 Club. Dalton. Isn't that the name of uh, Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse? It's Dalton, right? Or is Dalton the bad guy? Oh, he was Dalton. Or maybe it was his last name in the movie and they just called him Dalton? I haven't seen Roadhouse in a while. Because there's Timothy Dalton. Isn't Dalton also the name of, like, some, like, porcelain company or something? Royal Dalton? What is Royal Dalton? Anyway, there's also... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Also new uh, Patreon supporter, The Life of Brenton with the Triple Seven. Thank you for supporting Beyond Synth. You are a cool Brenton. And we've got a new PayPal here, Andy Seagal, in the $15 club. That's right. People support the show at uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth. But if you would rather not use Patreon, you can also just go to beyondsynth.com and there are other donation options available, like my PayPals. And Andy Seagal is a new PayPal. So uh, thank you very much for supporting the show, dude. And uh, that's that. So enjoy Ladies' Night on Beyond Synth. All right, well, let's begin. Mm. So today is Ladies' Night. Ladies' Night. I don't know the feelings, (laughs) right? I don't know the lyrics to the song. Oh, what what a night. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I know that song? Ladies' night, cool in the gang, and then uh, it was immortalized by John Lovitz in the Wedding Singer movie. Is that the one where he's in the tree being creepy? No, that's he's like the the um, contender in town. He's the other wedding singer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, look, today we are in the Beyond Synth Studio. We are here. With Dana Jean Phoenix, Parallels, a.k.a. Holly Dodson, Woo. and Mecha Mako, a.k.a. Haley Stewart. Now, I should warn you, well, say hello, everybody, first. Hi. Hey. <laughs> we'll, we'll distinguish everybody's voices in a second. We should all, like, always talk in unison. We didn't <laughs> plan that. Just a choir. 
There's actually a legit, really funny game in improv called One Voice, where everyone looks at each other in the eye, and we all try to say like the same sentence at the same time. Nobody's leading, nobody's following. It's like a Ouija board. Let's try it. (laughs) Oh God. Um, I will probably accidentally say Haley. I'll mix up Haley and Holly because they're very similar names. Um, so I'll try and I'll try and look at people while I'm talking to them. Although I'm not really like much of a I don't really like looking at people while I talk to them. Mm, that's a sign. <laughs> that's <laughs> I think you should get that checked out. <laughs> but I think like sometimes when you're thinking, like you know, you're kind of off in a little area. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. direct eye contact. Right. You know? Isn't that how you can tell though? Isn't that a thing? Like if people are lying, it's like they look to the. I think they've debunked all. of I that. I think that's not true. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. that's too bad. It's very, very particular on, like, personality. And, yeah. Like, I do this thing where I just, if I am talking as if somebody else were talking to me, I'll, like, look over the person's head so that they know that I'm not actually talking as myself. It oh, doesn't yeah. work out half the time. <laughs> People just, like, look behind themselves like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a weird thing I do. Whenever someone says something silly, I will do an aside to camera as if there's an audience, <laughs> and I'm, oh. like, the gym in the office who's, like, reacting to the silliness that's going on. I didn't realize I was even doing it as if there's like our life is a big sitcom and I'm like playing to the audience because like well you Isn't know there these a movie guys about so- that like Truman Show or something oh yeah that, no, Jim yeah. Carrey yeah. yeah Truman Show is awesome yeah it's a great movie that's a good movie so let's uh, let's get everyone's voices established here Dana Jean Phoenix hey yo Haley Stewart hello I like bearded dragons uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that was like the first thing. The laugh sold it. Good. Holly Dodson. Hi. All right. So now we're all established. We all know what everybody sounds like. I'd like to point out, because most recently, Holly, you were on the show. I think I mentioned this when we were at uh, uh, Tilt, which I thought was very funny. Because someone did mention it, the way that I talked about your dad's band, as if he just is like some dudes who hang out and have like a garage band or something. And well. it was really funny because I just glossed over it. I mean, which is fine because obviously I want to focus on the guest and not like worry about other stuff. But like your dad's like in the Stampeders and it's like this big Canadian, iconic Canadian like, band. Well, they're, you yeah. know, they're still rocking. I know, but it was hilarious because like <laughs> when I listened back, it made me laugh because like as I'm asking the question, it sort of sounded as if it's like your dad, like he plays music too, right? And like it just sounded like <laughs> but it was that's like how we your, treat dad, it, you your know? dad tinkers in the garage <laughs> with a guitar and like it's funny. Anyway. I just wanted to point that out. In well, he's people. moved from the garage to the basement now. Yeah. So, <laughs> 70 years in. <laughs> so, today, I thought, well, A, we're all here in studio, so that's fun. And uh, we're going to probably talk a bit about um, prepping for Outland and stuff, because all you yes. guys are performing yes. at Outland. And, uh, and that's a fun thing. And so, I gave you guys a homework task, which was to pick uh, some of your favorite songs of each other's, and those are the ones we're going to play today. So we're sort of like hey. we're sort of like switching things up. And you guys sent me your lists, and I don't think there was any. There was like I think one overlap. I was so curious, but you know. guys all gave multiple picks. I gave like yeah. way too many. Yeah, so I couldn't. I, was like, I couldn't decide. And this, yeah, so that's and fine. This. Really hard. And I got a bonus because you two collaborated on a song. That's Therefore, right. I knew you couldn't pick it, so I put that as my bonus track. Oh, oh nice. And, yeah. um, that's like cheating, right? Must be. He must play it. I really loved this school <laughs> assignment because it forced me to go back and listen to your entire catalogs. And just, like, be obsessed. (laughs) And, like, how much I admire you two. This is, like, super sappy and cheesy. But it's true. I'm going to cry. I was so excited to just listen (laughs) to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, and you guys are just, you're so good. And, uh, yeah, 
Dana, the feeling is mutual. I, yeah. Music has lifted me up. I third this. Okay, I'm editing yeah. this out for sure. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm taking this out. This is like an episode of Seinfeld. No hugging, no learning lessons. Yeah, yeah. No sad <laughs> stuff. Anytime there's any sentimental stuff, I'm going to cut it out. So look, I don't know how, how we want to start, unless maybe we'll, we'll start with a track, and then we'll just go around the table, and then we'll talk about Outland and performing. And Haley, when you were on last, and you are talking about getting like tips and things from Dana and getting her to help you out and mm-hmm. stuff and I thought that was cool and and we're all pals right we sure are Andy <laughs> we sure we are are we yeah Andy well hey well <laughs> I said pals you see the pals is sort of like it's um pals question mark yeah it's, it's not it's not as direct it's like I, I would never dare say I was friends with people so I'm like pals eh? <laughs> Never we're all we're all gal pals yeah. here Andy. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah like like we legit hang out and yeah so yes, pals is very acceptable. Acquaintance sounds a bit more technical. Like if I walked around calling people my acquaintance, it's like Victorian or something. Yeah, it's like, like I'm a vamp. I think that's what vampires do. Like <laughs> this is my acquaintance, and then like some dude kind of floats in, and his legs don't move. You would never call somebody an acquaintance to their face either, because it's kind of like you're distancing yourself. Yeah, you're like, right. oh, I know them, I guess, but you wouldn't be like, oh yes, I. You'd say you're acquainted with someone, but. In yes. terms of being like, oh, well, this that's... is my acquaintance, Holly. Yeah. Like, the yeah, yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. That no. is definitely a vampire thing. Well, how about this? We'll go to Dana. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell me a song to play of Parallels? Yes. Okay. So I chose for my number one song, uh, The Kids Will Save Detroit. Mm. It is my one of my absolute favorite parallel songs. I love it so much. It's just a flawless song. It's got that sort of like David Bowie, modern love sort of like groove to it. It has so much energy and also like a little mix of that pop punk go-go sort of fierceness. And your vocal delivery on it has so much attitude and conviction. And I just love the lyrical content of that song. It's so different and there's that sense of of hope. Well, you'll hear the song in the lyrics, but... I'm um, crying right now. But yeah, Yeah. the the lyrics just are are, are so great. I think this is partially a bad idea because I realize how bad I am at my job. Because hearing you describe the music just now, and like whenever I play music, I always say, here's a cool track. (laughs) Like the time you reviewed my album, you're like, yeah, there's some good shit on here. (laughs) And then somebody made like a picture of it with like a signed sealed approval sticker of Andy Sin saying there's some good shit on here. And I was like, that is a compliment of the Uh, highest order. I'm so bad. Anyway, look, hearing that now, maybe I should work on my uh, explaining music a bit better because that was great. Dana, that means like everything to me. All right. Well, let's listen, man. This is uh, The Kids Will Save Detroit. By parallels.
And that <laughs> was Parallels with the Kids Will Save Detroit. Yay. And we are back in studio with Dana Jean, Parallels, and Mecca Mako having a good time. And what I liked about that song was the fierceness of the... Faking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, I don't get to do this that often, so that when I have a chance to sort of like spew how much I love something it just kind you of can call falls me anytime out. yeah <laughs> yeah hey hey holly i love you so much all right holly so you just received a lovely compliment I how does know. that mean? i'm like dying over here yeah. <laughs> i don't think i played that track when you were on the show so like you want to talk about it okay uh what do you want me to say about it are you, you one of those know? people who says detroit or do you do the detroit well you know what i actually never even thought about it until i recorded that song and I think I say Detroit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I say it. So what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Detroit. See, I say Detroit, but to some people... Detroit. How do you say Detroit? Uh, Detroit. Detroit. So, yeah, so we so kind of say it similar. It's almost like there's two syllables on the end. Troyit. There's like a diphthong there. Troyit. Yeah. But not as pronounced. It's a little more chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I. What's your opinion on this, Haley? Um, I just like to say Detroit because... Um, <laughs> I have one of those Detroit baseball cats <laughs> shirts, and I can't look at Detroit and not see Detroit. Yeah. So I think I glaze over it, but I I don't know. We'll just say it now. See what it comes out. Detroit. Of your mouth. Oh yeah, no, I do it once. You actually kind of do say it like that. I don't know. This is <laughs> this is messing with me. <laughs> but that's that was a struggle during the recording of the song. So I was like, how do I say it? I right. don't even know. Oh, and I also want to say too that is on. I don't think I mentioned it. It's on a Parallels Metropolis album. So, and that whole album is like just genius from start to finish. So, give agree. it a listen. Agree, hard yeah. agree. I'm like nonstop crying over here. <laughs> <laughs> so the three of you are all here right now. So, in what order did you guys figure out about each other? Oh, I think I was the end of the line. Because Dana is the one who introduced me to Holly. Mm-hmm. So when did we all first meet? Like wh- when were we all in the same room for the first time? Oh, we went for dinner that time because we were all going to try to play a show together. Right, and we were trying yeah, to we do were... what Outland is doing, yeah. but with no resources. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was about two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Why? And that was yeah, that was so fun. Then mm-hmm. I, and then we went to Al's show right my manager fat al he works at second city as a comedian actor improviser so we all he's the best went over and checked out the improv set afterwards it was it was a fun night it was like probably about a month or two months before we went on tour oh right uh, to europe so So that was like january of last year maybe yeah yeah so a year ago oh my god really i feel like we've known each other for ages but like i knew dana i knew you before that right Mm. Well, you are the one who invited me to play my first show ever which is in like Ottawa. Super nice House in Ottawa, Targ. and that was in May or something. So this would have been yeah, the winter right, right before. Mm-hmm. That seems like not long enough ago. Yeah, it feels like because we've known each other for way longer than that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because then we did a show at uh, Handlebar together in June, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost. Well, not quite a year ago. We were all in the same bill. I think that was the first show that we all played together. Mm. Yeah, maybe yeah. we've like all known each other in past lives or Could something, be. and this is just like, oh yeah, oh hey, again. Yeah. I think it's okay. This is gonna sound really cheesy, and somebody is definitely gonna comment, being like, "God, what a fucking woman thing <laughs> to say," or "What a whatever female." I don't have an audience like that. They're all very respectful. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where I think there's sometimes you meet people, and it's like 
the friendship or like the connections are like so significant mm-hmm. that it does help to kind of make it feel like it's been such a long time because yeah because those people like mean a lot and they help you and it's mm-hmm. nice yeah there's a history there and i feel like we've had such impactful meaningful experiences together mm-hmm. like uh, a few months after we came back from stockholm sweden like being in Holly, stockholm we together were like, i was like what we were just playing a show in stockholm together <laughs> like that's wild and and like we've collaborated on several tracks i'm looking at Haley right now we've worked together for it feels maybe over a year now mm-hmm. um and it's just so much fun working with you and oh likewise yeah. so i think just because the quality yes the quality like of experiences fest. i think makes it feel like we go way back yeah yeah i think uh I feel that way about the synthwave scene in general because I've noticed that when I when I meet new people since we all come from sort of like the same frame of reference that's sort of like you know the the aesthetic the over encompassing thing of the whole synthwave scene uh, that like when I start talking to people it's like you know we've got the same like favorite movies and we're talking about like 80s cartoons and like the music and stuff yeah and so I find that like you said like sort of like it almost like fast tracks mm-hmm. the friendship where where like I'm talking to people and like after like a few minutes and I I'm, I get pretty comfortable with people pretty quickly anyways and so now it, it almost feels like oh well, we've all known each other for so long because mm-hmm. we're all sort of coming from the same sort of place like we don't have to make that like small talk getting to know someone mm-hmm. like first date thing yeah, yeah, yeah. thank yeah. god yeah yes <laughs> yes yes and the the synthwave community in general just has that very familial just chill vibe totally everybody's friends mm-hmm. yeah so i dig it well how about this let's listen to another song i'm gonna go to holly mm-hmm. i'd like you to pick a dana gene phoenix song <sighs> okay this is a song i always wake up singing Le Mirage oh my by gosh. Dana Jean Phoenix. And literally before we went on tour, like I was singing it every freaking day. It's just, it's it gives me goosebumps, full body goosebumps. Aw, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Holly. All right, man. Well, let's listen to that, man. This is Le Mirage by Dana Jean Phoenix.
right. And that was Dana Jean Phoenix with the track Le Mirage. I'm here in studio right now having a ladies' night with Dana Jean, Mecha Mako, and Parallels. Why don't you tell me about that song, Dana Jean Phoenix? Yeah, so that is the uh, first song off of my Le Mirage album. Mm. So it's mm. the title track. Titular track. Titular <laughs> track. I love that word. Is and that what that word means? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like the, the yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use it more often. Vocab lessons with Andy. <laughs> And uh, we were just talking about how to say Detroit like two yeah. seconds ago. <laughs> and now we're talking about titular. This is great. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it was my first ever collaboration with uh, the producer of the Northern Lights, who's based in Nashville mm-hmm. now, uh, previously based in L.A. And he is an incredible... You've had him on the show before, yeah, Andy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a genius. He's so prolific and uh, multi-instrumentalist. And working with him just felt so good it was almost like we could read each other's minds you know through email and mm. uh and yeah so i was really really happy to work with him on that song yeah well, it's a good one i dig it hey Haley. hi so tell me a story so we're now <laughs> we're, we're prepping for outland and so we'll talk a bit about that so what is uh going on in your brain well andy you don't want to know all right well, <laughs> um sorry i asked no. <laughs> What is going on in my brain? I'm obviously super excited for Outland. Mm. One of the thoughts that's been on my brain is it seems like all of these Toronto artists are finally starting to get a little bit more recognition and like people are starting to find out about them a little bit more and even people who live in the city who had no idea that like I didn't know Dana was in Toronto and putting Toronto on the synth map Mm -hmm. yeah so that's really exciting because I think it will be obviously an amazing show and I'll get to see people that I've been dying to see and like meet in real life and I'm just as excited to like have a beer with these people as I am to actually play Mm -hmm. but I think it will be a real sort of like door opener in terms of getting other promoters or artists inspired and just like convincing venues that there is an audience for this Mm -hmm. and I I mean I hope there are but just the fact that I see comments from people from like the US or like Europe being like I'm gonna fly out for this and unreal it's Mm -hmm. so crazy it warms my little heart and like (laughs) i I can't wait it's gonna be so good some of you have done vocals and things for other artists that are actually going to be there are you guys planning any crossover performances i think like this is the perfect opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. because like when else are you going to get the opportunity unless like outland tour hi (laughs) i can say that uh time cop is also on the bill yes from amsterdam and uh we're definitely we've been in talks we're going to Definitely join forces on stage. Cool. So that would be fun. Jordi Lenartz. Jordi. Because obviously some of these dudes are going to be coming in the day before the show and stuff. So is there a possibility for any sort of rehearsal before? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like Soundcheck will we'll be able to. And we've done the song before. Um, Holly was there. We did it together. Uh, oh, two magic. songs together. In, Magical. Uh, mm-hmm. At VHS Vision. <laughs> so we've, we've performed together on stage. So I think it'll just be an extension of that and okay okay right very natural so you guys have done it before so that it's you know the ropes we know, yeah we know what we're doing okay mm-hmm. well how about this how about we listen to another song should it be a mecha mako song next or should mecha mako pick a song which would mean you know i think we're overthinking this mm-hmm. yeah i think it needs to be a mecha mako song okay then in that case dana sure um Oh, man. Why did you make us choose, Andy? This is really, really, really hard. Um, I chose uh, the t- 
titular track off of Mecha Maiko's Okia EP. Oh, Okia. Man, oh man. So cool. I feel like every time I listen to that song, there's like a new little nugget that I get with totally. each listen. And um, she's just so, such a great, brilliant producer. You are. I'm looking at you right now. I'm just hiding. And <laughs> all of her choices are just so specific and you know, when the song starts, I just sort of get this like imagery of like dawn and you've got this like geisha waking up in the morning at her Okia, which I figured out is like the house or the boarding house where a geisha learns to become a geisha. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's sort of like these like little creaks. So I just sort of like imagine like the floor creaking of this old Okia house. And I love that atmosphere that you set up with the song. Oh and God. then the beat comes in and it's just so sick and your vocal vocals are just like floating so ethereal atop all of this so this imagery it's very dreamy and i love it cool well let's uh oh my <laughs> god watching Dana's reaction. Like, yeah i don't so know if you're recording this like any visuals of this but i am literally like squirming and like getting chills i'm like oh my god dana senpai all right well let's <laughs> let's uh let's listen to this track man this is okia by mecha mako
was Mecha Mako with the track Okia, which was Dana Jean's pick. That was fun. You want to talk about it, Haley? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words and for listening to it that actively. I've listened to it a lot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do I want to say about it? Again, like the creeks and stuff, that was um, intentional for it, the exact sort of reason that you mentioned, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, that track is basically like the first time that you wake up or it's supposed to be when you wake up and just feel kind of like overwhelmed with like warmth and love and like comfort and just looking around at me and like, oh my God, this is my life. And it's so good. Of course, the story throughout kind of changes and we, I guess, learned that like some of that feeling was like synthetic and like not totally natural. Like it wasn't a very like naturally induced feeling, mm. but I still wanted that song to feel warm and you wouldn't really figure out that there's something totally off until later. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a real thing, eh? Because that's what your brain does like in your sleep and it sort of like takes all your memories and sort of... I think what it is is like you actually... I think your brain forgets things. Like that's what sleep is. I know we think of it as like a time where like it's gathering all your memories and remembering, but I think mm -hmm. it's like the opposite. It's like it's choosing what to keep and what to forget. And that's why... Kind of filter out. Yeah, mm -hmm. like if you've ever been like stressed out or whatever when you sleep on it and you wake up... I've been reading studies that if like... That's why they always say never go to bed angry. So if you go oh, to I bed angry, it. you wake <laughs> up with that anger still so palpable because uh, your brain holds on to that. Oh, it gets like cemented in yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't think I've ever woken up enraged before like unless you have is that a thing like where you get so furious that you like literally like the, the moment you like <laughs> your eyes open it's like what the fuck <laughs> well I think there's like if there's a little bit of anxiety about some like a problem that you need to solve and you just decide like you know screw it I'm gonna go to bed you mm. still kind of wake up with that unresolved anxiety if you're like working really hard and you're like stressed out or something sometimes just going to sleep will like you said alleviate. I guess we, when, you, when I am super anxious though like I will wake myself up so maybe mm -hmm. like you don't even get the proper amount of sleep. Could like be, you, yeah. you know that thing where like you set your alarm and then you wake up like two minutes before the thing goes off because mm -hmm. like your brain sort of starts to. Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, stupid brain. <laughs> God damn it. So we'll go over to Holly mm -hmm. Dodson. Hi, Holly. Hey. Um, <laughs> so casual. <laughs> I'm just like feeling super chill today. Okay. No, no. Like, <laughs> there's always something about the, the look you always give me because you just always have this. You sort of squint your eyes like you're sort of like analyzing like what I'm doing. This <laughs> is sort of like, hmm, I feel like I'm being judged. Always no, no. judging. Yeah. <laughs> Always not judging. She's joking. just like, that's just my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> you seem like you're like a very... I don't know what it is about your demeanor, but I feel like you're always throwing like a really amazing like 50s or like 60s house party and you have like a martini and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey guys, I'm just loving life right now. <laughs> I think we'll call that like resting bitch face or something. No, 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 no. no. You all have friendly faces. Okay. Uh, I think uh, she's just making eye contact with you no, and that you makes do, you uncomfortable. You the, no, no, because <laughs> like no, you, you do the squint. You know? Okay. You know how so you it's called, I think it's called like smizing a little bit. Is that what that is? Yeah, Holly is the queen of smizing, so... What the hell is smizing? Okay, just, like, ask Tyra Banks, okay? Yeah. Oh, here, hold she on, knows. I'll just get her on the phone here. 1-800-TYRA-BANKS. <laughs> hey, yo, Tyra. <laughs> um, no, I just, like, I don't know, it's just the lighting in here. I'm just looking at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I don't know. She's looking into the I light. Mean, she has to smile. It's also practical. Yeah. Yes, I should tell people. Cause, I mean, I'll probably post some pictures or something when this episode goes up. But like, I've got the Beyond Synth set up right now because we are. It looks amazing. Going to do a live stream shortly, mm-hmm. so we're actually recording with the whole thing set up. So there's lots of like blue lights shining on people's faces. But um, I'm not judging you all the time. I'm no. just letting you know. <laughs> no, but it's not like um, judgmental judging. Mm-hmm. It's just more of like an analyzing, you know, like if okay. you're just sort of looking, it's like, what is this dude up to? Like that, as opposed <laughs> to like, what the fuck are you doing? Like there's like sort of two different ways. Okay. We'll just keep talking about cool. this. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like derailing interviews. So talk to me about the the prep. For Outland? For Outland. Because you're going to have Oliver with you, right? Yeah. And we're going to have um, my brother back on drums. So we've always wanted to put together like a hybrid acoustic electronic drum kit. So that's our big project Whoa. for Outland because we don't have to like fly it around or anything. So we're going right. to put together... It's his dream too. He's always wanted to do this. And I think for Outland, it would be like most appropriate. So what does that mean exactly? Like there's going to be an electric kit and then like a real kit it's around have some it? some drum pads and, um, you know, the elements of the drum kit that he likes playing because some drum pads are not as fun to play. So mm. they don't have the feel. So he's going to get some like big Tom pads and Ooh. yeah. Well, that's cool. And that's yeah, it's epic. like I'm really excited. He's it'll be such a great drummer too. He's so awesome to watch live. Oh yeah, yeah. he's like, mm-hmm. and he missed because he didn't get to come on tour with us in November. So he uh, he's excited to hit the stage once again yeah. to shine. <laughs> so then you uh, you just have the rehearsal space at your place, right? Is that yeah, right? we're a basement band. Wow. Moved up from the garage <laughs> <laughs> again, like my father. You kick him out, or yeah. how that works? It's like <laughs> it's our time now. They Dad. actually like never rehearse, so we're fine. Yeah. Your dad can just be like a bedroom artist. He can do the full yeah. millennial transition. Totally, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just get him just there with a little laptop. IDM on like a little like micro cord <laughs> or like EBM. Oh, mm. dude, I am so ready for this EBM revival that's happening. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, it has to happen because some. Someone was doing some article on Synthwave and they were asking me questions that I feel like I'm not really qualified to answer anything. But it was like, where do you see the Synthwave scene in 10 years? You know, one of those. And I was just thinking like, you know, as younger people sort of get in and since this scene is sort of built on nostalgia and that's like the most important thing. Yeah, sort of. That younger people are going to bring in the stuff that was their nostalgia. And so like, there's probably going to be a point where like the 80s stuff kind of dwindles away and then it becomes more. I mean, there's already sort of a lot of 90s stuff in it. But like, I don't know, though, like, I don't think it follows a timeline. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like I pull inspiration from like all different eras. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so there's certain things that are like not my time that I wouldn't think to Mm -hmm. pull from because they're not like, you know, it's like Like when kids talk about Pokemon and shit. It's that was after me. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden someone comes into the scene now, you like never pull from Pokemon. No. And like, so Mm -hmm. some, so, but if someone, if if all of a sudden they play a song, that's like, oh, that sounds cool. It's like, yeah, like it's kind of like the Pokemon theme or whatever. I'd be like, oh, I see. Cause you're young. And I keep (laughs) on forgetting that you're a young person. So like you, you (laughs) pull. We're all young, Andy. <laughs> Just me. Just I'm the only young one. Well, yeah. Am I the oldest person? Don't get into this. Okay. I, get, I keep forgetting. That's what the synthwave scene sort of does, because I always assume that we're all sort of the same age range because everyone has the same things. And then when I end up talking to certain producers or people where I'm like, oh, that's how, how old you are? And it always surprises me. Like I had... Um, 
Mizu Cat on the show, I think like last season or something. You know, she's mm-hmm. an artist. And, you know, she's always like dressed up in like 80s clothes and high-waisted jeans and stuff like that. So I just made an assumption of like, oh, she's probably like the same age. And then she's like 21 or something. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, like you're a young person. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty ageist. That's one of the things that I am. Yeah, that's why we're not going to get into the it's age one of your skills. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my skills. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all about like what you have access to. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, mean, I mean, we have like a, like a lot of people have a lot of access to everything. So I think that's the cool thing when you do talk to someone who's like, you know, younger than you or whatever or older and you're like connected mm-hmm. and you have all these mutual interests. Like, sweet. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of my musical inspiration is like totally because of my parents and what they subjected me to when I was younger. So even yeah. though yeah. I was like born in the 90s throughout that era, I was still listening to a lot of like 80s synth pop. Mm, and that sure, was like yeah. my favorite because mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to expose me to as much music as possible. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when I was young, my parents listened to a lot. Like I listened to like ABBA. There's like an ABBA record. And then this mixtape that was like all like Bob Dylan and, and Leonard Cohen and then Bee Gees on one tape and ABBA on the other. And my daughter's going nuts in there. <laughs> so if you hear like a baby screaming in the background, my daughter's like having fun. She actually started singing. Hey, it's fun to watch her. Ooh. She's in front of the computer and like she's singing along with the songs and like sort of like learning her vocabulary oh, that way. Like it's really cool. That's nice. So maybe she'll be a sing singist singer. All right. <laughs> I so, like singist. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see. Haley, I'd like you to pick... A Parallels track. I believe that I chose, I don't want to say vintage Parallels songs, but... It's fine. They're vintage. (laughs) I'm like, they're oldies but goodies. I decided to choose Dry Blood. Oh. Because I think that's kind of one of the, like, darkest Parallels songs. But it's also one that every time I listen to it, it feels like it's the first time I've heard it. And I just, like, want to get up and, like, dance. And I'm like... Oh, this is so cool. And I know it's like really simple and I, I know it doesn't. I see your dancing motion. <laughs> I know. It's basically just like. Not dancing. Not dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and I know I'm choosing it for like such a like animalistic reason. I'm like, okay, you can't even like hear how beautiful your voice is because it's vocoded, but it still sounds beautiful. The lyrics oh, are very you. simple, but it's just like it taps into something that just makes me want to like get up and groove and put it on like every mixtape and oh. every set. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a lovely sentiment, but your dance looks like the literally like the thrusting motion is it what is, you're doing. But it's just like, yeah, give it to me. Give me like I want to see like the full expression of this dance that you're doing. Hard, hard to do sitting down. I think you will outland. Yeah. Hell Yay. yes. All right. Well, let's well, let's listen to it, man. This is Dry Blood by Parallels.
Parallels with the track Dry Blood, which was Haley's pick. And she did a nice little dance to explain her love for the song. Yeah. You want to talk about that one? Well, that's super vintage Parallels. It's like one of our first songs ever. It's just a lot of like Juno and... You know, it originally didn't have, like, it was so long ago, like, I don't even remember. But, know, um, but I'm so curious to hear. I'm trying to think, like, so it was originally all programmed drums. There's, like, an analog version, which is funny because it's not really... Anyway, and then we decided to record live drums on it to be more consistent with the album. But, yeah, it's definitely, like, a fan favorite. People seem to like it and dance to it <laughs> like you were dancing to it. Yeah. So They just thrust at you <laughs> they just the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's like your repertoire is really amazing and like it's just one of those songs that I keep on coming back to just because of there's like some magical pop equation that happened where yeah yeah I mean it was like it just kind of all came together I think mm-hmm. the mix but I mean it's still fun to play it I really like get a buzz playing it live so I think that's good mm. you know what I'd realized Dana, you might be the most played artist on the show. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Because, wow. You know how I know? Because I have the this, the Beyonce uh, artist database on the Beyonce.com. Mm-hmm. And every time I play a track, I put into the database like what episode it was from. Mm-hmm. And I think you just filled the line. I have to tell the web guy to add another line. Because obviously, because you've done so many collabs, I mean, I was you're just almost, gonna say, you're like yeah, the original I, like collaborator who is you, you've worked with pretty much everybody. You know, there's artists who I, you know, like look at said and stuff like that, where like they only put out one album, and so every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I guess I'll play one, and I'm like, I've played like every single track on the damn album because there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. And then you've just done so much work across all these different, you know, these places and all these different collaborations. And so the point is that you are now. I believe you take the distinction as the most played Wow, artist. I feel so honored. I think you need a crown yeah. as like the voice of Synthwave. Oh, gosh. Well, I just know that when I first started in the genre, uh, I was in theater school uh, in Oakville at the time, so just like outside of Toronto, and I needed some sort of a creative outlet, and I wanted to do more songwriting, and I had just gotten off of tour with uh, a band called God Made Me Funky, who were sort of doing this like 80s electro sort of direction, which... Um, so speaks to my heart because that's the music that I just grew up up being obsessed with. And so it kind of grew out of a frustration of wanting to create this music, but not having access to the musicians or the players while being in school. Mm -hmm. So which led me to SoundCloud and discovering all these incredible producers. Like initially it was Betamax and Sunglasses Kid and Robots with Ray Guns. So that really just allowed me to, you know, reach out to these people and start writing and it just became a trend and it kind of snowballed. So I just feel really grateful that I've been able to collaborate with with all these people and it's made me a better songwriter it's made me a better uh, musician better singer and it's inspired me to do more producing which these two ladies sitting next to me have also really inspired me with hell yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it it sort of speaks to the nature of this scene which is we said earlier it's very familial and everybody's like super chill with each other but we all know each other for the most part online we've Mm -hmm. never met a lot of well now as we're playing more shows and stuff like that we're starting to meet everybody yeah um and have that face-to-face contact but for so long it's been this relationship over the internet so it speaks to the technology being this force that allows to connect us and Mm -hmm. yeah 
it's pretty cool. It's like beating a dead horse with this topic, but like just how the internet is so awesome and so shitty simultaneously. <laughs> like oh, you yeah. just think of all the great things and all the friendships I've made and then how aggravating the internet is at the exact same time. But I mean, you see that. So like you see that when people come together live and perform together, mm-hmm. like seeing you and Time Cop perform or when you guys played cold together. It's just so magical. Like it just it's the importance of stepping off the page, mm-hmm. going out to see shows and like supporting the live scene, which I feel is more kind of like recent thing in the synthwave world. Totally. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Because like it's always sort of existed online and now it's kind of like real. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're all connecting. That's the thing, too, for the people who haven't uh, been out to shows who should go. The energy of live performance is just so compelling. Yeah, and there's nothing like it. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. always, I like, I enjoy it, especially when it's something I like. See, synthwave brought me out because I didn't, I didn't really used to go to shows. And just because there was nothing I was really, like, super interested mm-hmm. in. And, like, my friends were kind of into, like, punk and stuff. And so I'd have friends going to shows like that. And, like, that's what I always associated with, like, Lee's Palace and stuff. So it wasn't until, like, uh, you know, like, Dance with the Dead and things like that came in um, that I actually, like, would check out that venue. Because I always just associated with my buddy who was going to see something with some crazy name. Like, they always have these horrible names. Like, all these, like, crust punk <laughs> and, like, bands like this where it's like, I'm going to see fucking Face Smashers or whatever. And, like, you know. It's it, that sounds like a synthwave name. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, it does. Yeah. It's definitely taken by three bands. They <laughs> <laughs> smashed it. You know, I don't know what the first thing is. Like, I almost feel like it was probably one of the the handlebars things. I feel like that was probably one of the first things I like went out to. Uh, Dana, right. that would have been that would have been two years ago, maybe. March 2017. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> I catalog everything in my, my brain. Yeah. Wait, that was that was like your first time uh, playing? That was, yeah, that was my first uh, like major synthwave show. I had sort of played a, at a, a vinyl shop a few times, like at a very low-key, couple low-key nights to just sort of work on my stage show and practice because I knew that I needed to practice in real time. Mm. Doing yeah. it in a rehearsal space wasn't going to cut mm-hmm. it. And yeah, that was a, um, a Nightwave collection. Which was a collective oh, here in Toronto that put. I believe you played Nightwave. No, we collective. never did a Nightwave thing, but okay. we had them DJ one of our shows. Okay, one time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were doing shows for a while in Toronto. I still appreciate the quality of like live music and seeing people like play instruments and stuff. But when it's actually music you like, it's such a cool feeling. And so everyone should go out. That's my that's my message <laughs> to the people. Yeah, go out and go see some live stuff. Yeah, yeah everybody get, get off, your tickets. Get off the internet and get yeah. get to a dance floor. Yeah, and I think it's also easy to think that oh whatever like they play a million shows I'll catch them some other time as like the artist it is so nice when you actually get to like see people there Mm -hmm. and have people who like want to come and like chat with you afterwards it's just so life affirming because it's so easy to feel like super isolated totally and there are times when I play a show and I'm like is anybody gonna come and Mm -hmm. then I'm like Amazed when there are people yeah. there and that I've never not seen. Not only and do they come, but they're like singing all the lyrics to the to the songs. It's yeah, yeah, such a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's it, like it's definitely like one of the biggest ups of this whole thing because a lot, you know, like when you're creating, it's a lot of like alone time, close the door on the world, existential like reflection, oh, self doubt. <laughs> like, every what day, what am I doing? You know, I have to you have to like unknow yourself and whatever. And going out and playing and like having even if there's like one person and they're singing along I'm like oh, that's why I do it yeah, yeah <laughs> right? it exactly it's like it just makes me like warms my heart you know <laughs>
<laughs> well, how about this? It's time for another song. Um, I'm doing the math in my head. I haven't picked any. Wait, no, I no, have. You, yeah, you picked Never a mind. Parallels track, right? Yeah. And then how about... We need another Dana. Yeah, no, wait. Okay, but who should pick it? Me. But then... But yeah. Then, but you I already just picked, picked a Dana song. song. <laughs> I'll pick another one if you want me okay, to. Okay, no, well, well Haley... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You pick a Dana song. Funky flying free. Oh, Ooh. that was an overlap. That was an overlap. <laughs> Yay. So this is Funky Flying Free by Dana Jean Phoenix. And that was Dana Jean Phoenix with the track Funky Fly and Free. And that was Haley's choice. Tell me why. Why'd you choose it? Because it's an amazing song. And this is 
Oh God, it's catchy words. AF. Hey. It is so catchy, and it really taps into like a like a seventies eighties blend of synthesizer production that like I love. And again, I I know you've talked about this song a little bit before with like inspiration to like Flight Time and Prince and all those oh, amazing Jimmy Jam, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh, yeah. They're my favorites. So oh, it it's them. just so good and it feels so you and yeah like it's so you I like I can picture you and when I hear it Aww. just like yeah and it's one of those tracks too where I, it makes me realize how depressing all the music I make is and I'm like <laughs> oh my god it's just so it just feels so good and again it's a song that you produced and like I, it's a ray of sunshine it's so oh, good thank you I Thanks just need so much. more yeah, I am like beyond thrilled and honored that the song like that was my first ever fully self-produced track is uh, resonating with with so many people because I do get love for that track and thank you so much. I'm all about those funky bass lines oh, that oh make me want to yeah. dance. Growing up on Janet Jackson and Michael, of course, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, all that '80s '80s funk, D Train, Shalimar. I want to tell Are you a Midnight Star fan? Uh, no, I'm not huge into them, but I know okay. I would love them. I just haven't explored them enough. But I remember you played a Midnight Star song yeah. um, at Haley's uh, Okia EP release party, and we were jamming. It was awesome. I, oh, yeah, I think I asked you that there. Yeah. Uh, Holly's a great DJ. She's what? so yeah. good. So good. Nice. Yeah. Haley's also a great DJ. My DJ was Haley so my set was so weird. Thanks. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> no, it was not like it was like weird in the Haley way, which is the beautiful way. Oh my god, <laughs> Holly, thank you. My favorite thing is just to walk up to who's DJing and ask them how the equipment works because I have no idea. <laughs> so that's all I ever done. I'm sure that's their thing. favorite question too. Because <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even get it. One of these days, I feel like it's a thing I'm going to be, I'm going to do at some point. And so when I look at these machines, I'm like, I'm just kind of getting the feel of it. But I feel like the kind of DJ I'd be is like the, I'd bring my iPod and then I would take like an audio out jack to the bottom of it and just kind of <laughs> plug it into their system and be like, here's my set. And that every few minutes, I'll just literally my first release party. I did yeah. that exact thing. <laughs> When you get the beat match, it's like the sweetest mm. feeling. We you just like, you could like remix something for ages. Yeah. I remember, so I didn't actually own proper equipment or software. So that's why like for my first release party, I just did like a pre-mix set that I just recorded. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing, it was like a craft work and a new order sort of thing where I was blending them, but I managed to get like an amazing loop from like Blue Monday with this like craftwork track over top and it like worked so perfectly and I'm like this 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 feels it's great. It's just there's no feeling like it. Like you will <laughs> never plug your iPod in again after you feel that feeling. Oh no, I don't want to get addicted to something else, man. <laughs> you you should because you can probably like make a little yeah, maybe you some, some money off money. of it. And you have this fine Beyond Synth name behind you. I'm not in it for the money. I'm (laughs) just in it for all the gifts people send me. I just just get these big boxes every day of just... Panties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was literally the first thing that came into my mind. (laughs) That's funny, because usually my brain goes to a dirty joke, but honestly, my brain was going to be like, what's in the box? Like, stuffed animals? Like, I actually didn't go sexual first. Maybe I should have. But yeah, that was my package from Japan. (laughs) Now only going to get panties. Yeah. (laughs) Please, Andy wants your panties. (laughs) 
<laughs> God, there's no room in this place. I don't even know where the hell I'd put them. Can you imagine like getting boxes like that and be like, where the f- what do I do with this? Because you wouldn't even want to throw it out. I think you should just hang them on various parts of your set, like on the corner <laughs> of the Beyond <laughs> Synth sign. Do that. Yes, have it hanging yeah. off the top. Maybe of like have some worse. strings coming down from the ceiling with them just kind of dang- <laughs> yeah. dangling and spiraling. Really okay, everyone, oh. send into your panties. Yeah. It's happening. Uh, what I'll do is I'll probably just put a line across the whole thing so it looks like a washing line in the background. Yes. <laughs> I'll change the set to it's look like laundry. a backyard. It'll yeah. be like the least <laughs> the least sexy thing. Yes. It can only be like high-waisted satin panties that are from the 80s. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Keep Vintage. it retro. That's important. Um, how about this? Let's keep talking about panties. No, the I- thought of... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, night. Evening's <laughs> right. You know my panties are tight. Is that a thing? I tight, just rhymed. Tight panties? Yeah, that's like, definitely a thing. Like it can, yeah, it's disappointing. Like what if you buy yeah. the wrong size? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because you wouldn't. Buy, you don't buy that kind of stuff online, right? Or do you? Mm, I have. And I always have to buy two sizes, and then I'm like, okay, this is the one that fits, and then I still wear the ones that are too small. But there's no way, like those. Because like generally, you don't like try them on, like that cannot be returned, right? Washing them, right? No, you can't return it. (laughs) And I think one time I did get yeah, and you can't return it for my wife, and we ordered two sizes, and we did return it. Bathing suits, as long as it has that little like the liner protector, that little like (laughs) like piece of tape that's like a little panty liner shape. When I was a kid, I remember when I would see the ads for things like that. Panty liners were a thing I never understood because I'd watch these commercials and this thing would like float down onto onto the underwear, and then these flaps would like come around it. And I'm like, what is that thing? And I never understood it, and I still don't. And we're not going to tell me. (laughs) I like remaining. Sounds like that was a question. Well, no, the point is, I, I like to tell people that I live in bliss ignorance it's fun <laughs> that way people treat me like a, like a kid um, well how about this I want to listen to another song and then maybe we'll have like a lightning fun round of gibberish uh, again I don't have this plan by the way I, I, I sort of I make gestures around like I'm looking at a piece of paper or something that I'm going to read, but there's nothing here but a table. You just need like some papers that are totally irrelevant that you just shuffle to make it. Yeah, yeah. Like where it. are my fucking That's Beyonce genius. business cards? Yeah. Russell, this Timbits box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Just cram some Timbits in there. <laughs> fucking Timbits. So, um, all right, Holly. I Who am like, I going to pick? Now? You are going to pick a Mecca Mako song or a Haley song because you know. How about a? Stuff. Both. How about? I think it's time for cold. Ooh. Ah, cheater. <laughs> That's not cheater. No, it's just factual. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? Let's listen to it, and then you can tell me why. Um, like probably one of my favorite songs to DJ. Ooh, nice. What's well, a good song? Yeah. Oh my god. It that was gets actually a, the floor moving. And it was a fan. Let it's a fan favorite on Beyond Synth. Mm. I think we played that song like three or four times, you know, because I get people to vote on their favorite tracks, and so it popped up in a few shows. So let's listen to it, man. This is cold hey. collaboration between Mecca Mako and Dana Jean Phoenix.
And that was cold. Dana Jean Phoenix and Mecca Mako Jam. And we're here having a ladies' night. It's I'm like f- still dancing to it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I really wish that we could actually listen to these and dance. That song is so fun to perform live with you. Oh my god, it's a it, lot of fun. It's so fun. I only have to do one thing. Such That's great. Jam. Well, look, it's it's fun stuff. All right. That's I've had like a lot of <laughs> very like authoritative. Like we're gonna have fun. All right. This is good. Okay. What if we're not? Oh, that's a very good question. I'm joking. I'm having the best time of my life. Well, I, I have I have like I one of those, you know, those dart guns that they tranquilize the bears with, but mm-hmm. like with fun juice in it. Ooh. And so like if I see people not having fun time. I, you just shoot we them. Don't <laughs> I just, you know, I hide behind something like it's a fucking bush and I'm in the woods and I just kind of pop out. And <laughs> that's a great sound effect. Yeah. I think that's like the next gif we're going to get from you is you popping out behind there with the the fun juice yeah. bullets. You know what we never talk about? Just favorite music in general. Like influences of like actual music. Mm-hmm. The kind of music that, you know, you guys listen to. Because like I'm literally in the synth wave 24-7. So mm-hmm. I barely listen to any of my old playlists anymore. When I do, occasionally I'll throw on like a Depeche Mode song. But that's pretty much it. Like I mostly just listen to synth wave like all the time. And like periphery genres. Mm-hmm. For you guys, like what's a track or a band or something that uh that you that you like to listen to that you find inspiring. I'm curious to know like, you know, if we all have overlaps too. Like okay, so like all time favorites, are we gonna talk about that? Sure. Well just, um, just any in general. Like you know sometimes there's just music that you just like put on. Yeah. You know, all my Kate Bush albums mm. I can put those on. Like if ever I'm uninspired put those on done inspiration Depeche Mode Violator album like New Order but I like classic rock I love Motown you know the 80s funk stuff like we were talking about earlier like I really don't have one genre Andy like you oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, well now it's because when people send music it's tricky for me because like it's, it's what I'm always listening to yeah and so and then when I'm not I sort of listen to it on business right because like i feel like i need to bounce around to like get like buzzed about something else mm-hmm. you know because i'll like cobwebs yeah like i'll listen to the shit out of something like i like never get sick of music that's the thing too for me it's like when when there's a track that i like because i find music so inspiring that like i will stop working to just listen to that track mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i do that all the time like in the middle of editing like i get myself all jacked up on caffeine and i'm like all right like i'm really gonna get <laughs> some work done mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i'll just be like I'm just going to listen to that song. And I just like, kind of press play and just sort of sit there and imagine the movie I'd make if I could with that song in the background. Because that's always what I do. Like, that's where my brain yeah. always goes. I listen mm-hmm. to a song and I go like, oh, this would be cool for this and that. Which is why I like Synthwave, because it suits movies. It suits visuals. Like, it, like it's the kind of music that does. Whereas, like, when I listen to music, like, I, I know I always shit on this and I always use this as an example. But, like, when I listen to, like, Hootie and the Blowfish, <laughs> I don't understand where it would go. You know what I mean? There's certain genres of music and there's certain yeah, bands absolutely. where I hear it and it's like, what would I, what scene would be a, pro, like what, where would this yeah. be? There's even genres I don't like where I go, I know where this would be appropriate. You know, even if it's like dubstep or something. I'm like, yeah, this would be cool in an action scene. I get that. Or mm-hmm. like, this is some intense fight or something. But then like, when it's just like, I don't understand. Like, I don't there. even know, you know just like, what, what like, Hootie and the Blowfish sounds like. Like, would. what era are they from? 90s. It's like 90s, okay. yeah. Remember, like, kind of ni- country rock, right? Yeah, in the 90s, there was like those kind of those rock sort of 
pop rock kind of bands that mm. just sort of made this music that's just sort of there. Mm. Like, I just find, like, why I always go back to, like, 80s and stuff is it just felt like, even when it was, like, cheesy, it felt like there was, like, an actual energy to it. Yeah. This is designed to be fun. This is designed to be enjoyed. And then the 90s, it was sort of like this, well, we can't be the 80s because the 80s was so bouncy and cheery, mm-hmm, so now right. we're going to be, you know, like, all and cynical like, and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't... Andy, may I recommend David Burns' How Music Works? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it's a good one. a really good book. I'm not even done reading it. I feel like sometimes I'm so invested. What happens <laughs> if the last paragraph totally undoes the whole book and you've just recommended it? Like, the last yeah, page yeah, is yeah. like, yeah. No, I mean, what I said. so far is useful. But it, it like, kind of talks about what you're saying about trends in music, but also, like, at the very beginning of the book, they talk about how, like, space or where music is meant to be listened to kind oh, of yeah, that was fundamentally like really affects... Like, interesting Yeah, it kind concept. of fundamentally affects, like, how the music sounds. So, like, Hooting the Blowfish doesn't sound like it would work with anything, because it's totally meant to be just, like, I imagine, played live in a venue and you dance around or whatever. But some stuff that would be amazing in like an action scene would, would be like so muddy if you tried to put it into like a club space or something right yeah. we need music everywhere so like there's elevator music there's restaurant there's mm-hmm. diner music and they all have their place in the world I and mean, you couldn't play yeah. dubstep in a diner right like that would just be a although little, there is a something odd. but you know there is something really obnoxious when you go into a mall and like the Kenny G's playing oh and yeah when that happens I'm sort of like do you want me to leave but that does happen also like like you're saying like you don't want it to be too big there's some sort of fine science to like what would keep me in a store mm-hmm. you know when you're in a mall and you walk past again this is me being an old man but I walk past like one of those like trendy stores where like they're literally like blasting perfume out mm-hmm. and it's all dark inside and it's, I guess it's their clothing stores. It's like, I don't know, because mm-hmm. like, I just walk past. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like the lights are off, and there's like all these trendy people walking around mm-hmm. in like skinny jeans, and they're like spraying perfume like out the door. And then like sometimes those places are like super intense. I, I, I'm probably talking about a specific store that I'm just not saying the name mm-hmm. of because I don't remember it. And yeah, like the music will be blaring, and it'll be like techno or something. And mm-hmm. it's like, not that I dislike techno, but I'm like, this store just seems too intense for me to go inside. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be but there. But they've done the research in terms of like who their target audiences are. And, and it's not me. How to lure those people? <laughs> how to, to lure those people in? So I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You're walking by, and it's sort of like this. It's trying to lure you in, like it's some secretive kind of dark club that you want to be a part of. And for a young teenager who wants to be a part of something, yeah, who's I too young s- to go to a club, they right? Can't get in. I can see how that would be compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's a point. What's uh? Well, how about you, Dan? What's uh? What's some music that? Uh... Oh man, it was funny that you talked about kind of early '90s because um, I grew up listening to a lot of my brother's music, like all of the the grunge rock, like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and mm-hmm. um, so yeah, really into that stuff. Stone Temple Pilots, I was obsessed with them oh, when man. I was younger, and then sort of getting into the more like '80s rock, like uh, U2, their War album is just so fiery and I love it so much. I do like a lot of like kind of pop punk stuff. There's actually a band uh, from Toronto right now called Always and oh, I um, love them. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of this throwback. They're Rankins. They're Rankin, yes. I grew up listening to the Rankin family, which yeah. is like an East Coast band yeah. <laughs> from Canada. It's like fiddle music, basically, but adult contemporary fiddle right? music. Yeah, Haley's like in shock and yeah. awe right now. <laughs> fiddle music. Yes. Amazing. They have a very Canadian sound about them, but it's also sort of like this throwback to like The Cure or um, those sort of like 90s grunge bands. Um, there's another band I'm obsessed with called The Sundays. Uh, the lead singer, actually, Holly, I feel like you channel her voice a little mm. bit just sort of like, like that jangly kind of pop 
rock kind of stuff. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, all the like 80s classics, like David Bowie, I've seen him in concert or mm-hmm. saw him in concert three times. So Did you go to his last tour? Not his last tour, the reality tour, which I think was his yeah. second last. Were you there? I was there. Oh my gosh. I was there, Toronto, London, and Hamilton. Because <gasps> I was just... Oh, so obsessed. That was that was really smart. Yeah, to go to three shows. Yeah, and they were all different. They were yeah. all so oh, really? different. Whoa. Cool. Yeah, and in Toronto, I was like, you know, in the nosebleed section. I was so far away from the stage, but mm-hmm. he felt like he was speaking right yeah. to you. His voice was incredible. And then when I was in Hamilton, I was like right beside the stage, and I was wearing like my Ziggy Stardust like outfit that I had crafted for the night, <laughs> and I was screaming and freaking out, and he made eye contact with me. I know no he did. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I was just I was literally just thinking about that tour a little while ago because I was like, I really want to see David Bowie again in concert, and then yeah, you can't so go see shows. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah there's nothing like it. Yeah, and then they had that exhibition um, at the AGO, the Art Gallery of Ontario, of David Bowie, like, costumes and memorabilia, and they had this whole room where it was just like a surround, it was surrounding you of, like, these LED screens, and it was footage from that same reality tour concert, (laughs) and it, like, it made me cry. Oftentimes, I'll, like, shit on 90s music, but there is, like, a bunch of 90s stuff I like, and I actually really like David Bowie's 90s. Yeah, like when he was like doing stuff with Nine Inch Nails and yeah, stuff. Like I'm actually, really, of Americans. I love that collaboration. And I love that album. What's the album with uh, when he had the phase where he had like kind of like the brush cut with like yes. the goatee, like that phase? And of all David of his Bowie. videos were directed by Floria Zigismondi, who's a, a Canadian director, and they're so like. Oh yeah, she's Canadian. Yeah, she directed a lot of Marilyn Manson videos. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, had yeah. That The Runaways. Um, yeah. And it had more like synth stuff going on, like '90s industrial kind of synth stuff that I dug. So that's what I listened to in the '90s. Like mm-hmm. I went industrial. That's where where I that's went because cool. I was like, okay, well, this is where I'm going to get my electronic fix. Early yeah. '90s was dance music, so like dance mix '93, yes. dance mix mm-hmm. '90, you know, like the mm-hmm. dance dance mix '95. Yeah, like Electric Circus, that TV show on Much Music yes. in Canada. Yeah. I wanted to be on that show. That's funny because so I, it oh was. God, I, yeah. I think I was talking to FM Attack about that because we were talking about Electric Circus. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. And like Speakers Corner. <laughs> um, I was on Speakers no Corner. Way. Yeah. Wow. When I like, was like before a it child. stopped. <laughs> yeah, you must have been young. I'm thinking, I know. Like, I was like, how old? Were <laughs> I was you? definitely like ten. I sung the national anthem through my cheek. Oh, that's my so cute. cute. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I did the whole song. They, they only used a little bit, but yeah. I felt proud. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another s- track, and then we'll get uh, Haley's answers. How about you, Dana? Like you've been a while since you picked a thing. Did you want to pick another a thing? Song yet? She did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I talk about my other choices that I had? We yes. Have- yeah. You did. Yeah. You had another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my other picks were Electric Heat from uh, Mecca Michael's Bad But Soft album. Um, I've seen her perform this song live uh, a couple times and yeah it just moves man it's such a dirty groove and the toms in it just make me so amped I love the term dirty groove yeah yeah dirty groove it's got a dirty groove and i just love it <laughs> and uh i had to say that with a british accent mm. and um uh the toms in that song just give me life and uh, uh <laughs> another you. uh parallel song what's well, actually a collaboration your collaborations with future cop are incredible oh, thank you. but i really love the song we belong i think it was you Haley, that mentioned earlier there's something so moving in uh, a very simple lyric that just speaks volumes and the lyric in that song 
uh, we're more than only human mm. is such a great <sighs> lyric and it's Thank filled you. with so much stuff and uh, and the video is spectacular and I just think that's a brilliant track alright so which one should well we'll listen to the Mecha Mecha one and then we'll do the Parallels one at the next break Woo. so apparently this one has a dirty groove so let's listen <laughs> to it. that this is Mecha Mecha with the track Electric Heat
And that was Electric Heat by Mecha Mako. And that was Dana Jean Phoenix's pick. And I'm here. It's Ladies Night. We've got Parallels. We've got Mecha Mako. We've got Dana Jean Phoenix. We're having a good time. And uh, what were we doing before? We were uh, we were talking about some of our favorite tracks. So, uh, Mm -hmm. Haley, tell me, uh, what what are some tracks that get you moving? Uh, (laughs) That's a a big question. Um, You've had all this time to prepare, so. Yeah, 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 but no. (laughs) Um, I I guess what I've been into right now is kind of like equal parts techno from 90s to now. And what, like, I know that's the most vague thing to say in the world, but there's a lot of amazing artists that I've kind of been getting like reacquainted with also some that I've never heard of before and some that are really experimental like one of the guys who did a remix for Okia uh, I don't even know how to say it but I always feel like I need to say it like Bogdan Drazik like I have to say it with like a weird accent and not my real voice mm. but he made this really amazing mix and I one of the things I do is I sit at home and I listen to like a bunch of different like mix, like mix cloud mixes and sometimes one of my songs will be in it I'm like okay I'll listen to what's in here and it's all I do is just like spend the next two hours buying music and digging into like these artists and it's really really derails my work days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crap but anyway so he introduced me to a band called coil and they're like crazy experimental electronic like so weird wait i feel like i know coil you probably do. They did like some industrial stuff, and then are they, they kind of like, an older band? Yeah, yeah, like they yeah. Did in the '90s, right? Like I, I mm-hmm. feel like I would have seen that in a stack of CDs with like Skinny Puppy and like yeah. things like, like that. Did Alan Wilder produce them, or am I wrong? Mm, I don't really. I'm not into it enough. Okay, to know. But for I'll do example, some like later. we're gonna be googling this later. Yeah, <laughs> and like also sort of like artists that kind of were all producing so like around the same time as like Aphex Twin and kind of have like a similar sound. Yeah, yeah, Not exactly mm-hmm. the same. But um, so I've been getting more. I've been like kind of diving into that a little bit more because it was sort of like my guilty pleasure when I was a kid to listen to techno, and it was like totally not cool and like totally not anything my parents or any of my friends listened to. So it was like a dirty secret. Although my dad did hook me up with like a BT CD and I was like thank you dad Mm. this is so good (laughs) Um, yeah there's that part of my musical upbringing that is still around a lot of like cold wave dark wave like that broody 80s electronic influence kind of I I don't want to say like pre-grunge but like kind of like Cure like Susie and the Banshees kind Mm -hmm. of vibe all the like song all the vocals are like like, (laughs) (laughs) I really want to do like an album where I just like me too like cry scream sing (laughs) probably won't do that but like I would love to try that Mm. I'd like what's holding me back man just do it so there's that I've also been kind of like on an old like kind of of turntablism like breakbeat kick and like listening to DJ Shadow and like I was gonna uh, say DJ Shadow too I've been listening to introducing nonstop lately just sort of these old sample based 
things that were again like kind of like 90s 2000s just like going back into my childhood and being like what was I embarrassed about that I liked Mm. let me go listen to that and see if (laughs) I should be embarrassed or not anything from like I always say like analog Africa like there's a lot of record labels that are kind of bringing back like forgotten pop music or like music that was like huge in like Senegal or something in like the 70s that's really cool not a lot of people like know about it but Mm -hmm. it's just again like dirty grooves Mm -hmm. to use that term and the percussion is amazing and like the vocal like just there's just like I would love to see these bands play live like Mm -hmm. I would not stop thrust dancing (laughs) (laughs) hey speaking of uh, when you say about like listening back to stuff that you're embarrassed about and seeing like whether or not you still should be (laughs) which is a funny idea but here's something what do you think I'm gonna I'll go to Dana first I've never asked this question but like what what would be a surprising movie that you really like that someone wouldn't know that you liked? For me? Yeah. Um, like if I said, um, when I was young, my dad would listen to folk music and there's this Canadian guy. Oh, what the fuck was his name? He sings like these fucking uh, like sea shanties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I sit there and I talk about like uh, electronic music and all this other stuff. And meanwhile, there is a song in my playlist that I will play that's literally like this fucking sea shanty about like traveling the northwest passage and it's all just vocal right yeah stan rogers is the guy i'm thinking of oh stan rogers that sounds familiar stan rogers was a canadian folk singer guy yeah he died in like a plane crash like when he was young the song that i like is like this one where it's just vocal layers of vocals and he's singing it's just like ah for just one time i will sail the northwest passage and like that's the song and and then it gets like Stan rogers is canadian right yes yeah Ah, for just one time I would take the Northwest Passage To find the hand of Franklin Reaching for the Beaufort Sea But it's, you know, like stuff like that, you know, or like I really like the Bee Gees before they went disco And so like right. I, I listen to so do to I, it. almost better No, it is better mm. Because what I love, I was saying this the other day and people were fucking make fun of me because I was singing because uh, like what I loved about the old Bee Gees before they went disco was like all the songs are really depressing, but they're not sung in a depressing way. Right. And yeah. so you listen and it's just like, I started a joke. I <laughs> started the so whole sad. world crying. And you're like, why? But he's singing it like this. But then like New York mining disaster, uh, the one where it's like, have you seen my wife, Mr. Jones? And it's literally about people who are in a collapsed mine, and the guy's like trying to get a message out to his wife. But it's but the way it's sung, it's just like this cheerful right. folk song. And like when you listen to the lyrics, like Jesus. And uh, so that's why I like old. You Bee know Gees. what? And I I saw um what's his face from Men Without Hats. Oh, I forget his name. Down Under, such a deep song, and I heard it acoustically. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it acoustically and you could, you know, because sometimes I think the production distracts from the actual song. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous, took me in and gave me breakfast. She said, do you come from a little I 
I actually like the song that Cher song with the fucking pitch bend. Believe. Yeah. Believe. Yeah. That's a classic. I, like I like it unironically. There's like lots of things like that. Like or like cheesy dance music that I like unironically. Like when I go back and listen to like the dance music I listened to from the '90s. Like yeah. I'm listening to it. And I'm like I understand that this is cheesy and silly. Or like that song. Did you guys ever like that song? Unbelievable by like. EMF or something. Unbelievable. Death. Oh my like, god. Unbelievable. <laughs> that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and um I always like thought that song was cheesy and then I like DJ'd a nineties night and I played it. And I was like, this is actually like good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other one was New Radicals. You only oh, get what you give. Yes. That's a really nice song. That's a great song. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was jamming to um uh, Space Hog in the meantime. How's that one go? <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. And the oh. guy's like, voices are like this. And it's it's amazing. It's like so 90s nostalgia. And my brother and I used to laugh at the song. Like, it's so funny. And I listen to it. And I'm like, it is so brilliant. A lot of that stuff does like actually drive me nuts. Closing time. No, that song, don't, don't. That song say fucking it. drives into my fucking brain like a drill. I hate that song so yeah. much. We need to move on really quickly right now. <laughs> Closing Someone time. Someone sing another song. Yeah. Wait. Were we? So were you supposed to choose a surprising movie that you like? Oh, yeah. a surprising so- movie. Yeah, or a thing if it's okay. too much. Like, what's a thing that if someone went into your playlist or went into your collection, they'd oh, be like, I know, "Wait, you I know like what this? this answer is for Dana." <laughs> oh, like in terms of music. Oh sure. my God, yes, Mecca, Michael, Haley knows. Um, <laughs> Ween. Oh my God, I'm such a huge Ween fan. <laughs> they are. Ween. Anytime I need to be like inspired or cheered up or just need to not take life so seriously, mm. I, I pop on a Ween record. They're just they're it's so talented. Does that make you a wiener? I'm 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 a wiener. Yeah, is that what their fans are called? Jeaner, Jeaner, Deaner, and I'm a wiener. Pop on a Ween. Oh my God! I really want you to play a Ween song right now. I don't. I do not have a Ween song on file. So get you. I can't use the internet. <laughs> Not allowed for this this kind he of silliness. Know how. What what about uh, what about you, Holly? What's the thing that like if someone if someone was like, going through your know. stuff, they'd be like, the fuck? Like <laughs> I'm like desperately going through all of my stuff right now because I don't think it's weird, you know, because it's me. So you're not you're, like so. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing the. Uh, there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure if you yeah. like it. Is that the like? Is it unexpected that I listen to a lot of like classic rock or like old? Canadian bands, mm. Joni Mitchell. Well, next, singer, she's folk singer. She's very common. Like, not she's so unique. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah. but I don't know. Um, I mean, I had all the dance mix albums. Yeah, they were like a huge part of my upbringing. Yeah. and was that like a worldwide thing? Dance mix because I know that's Canadian. Like that's literally like, records. Yeah, that's Canadian, and I think it's even Ontario. Yeah, you can't it find it on Amazon. Music. Like I think it was uniquely. Because they were much music branded, weren't they? Yeah, like, it wasn't it like much, much music, much dance? Yeah. Yes, they were like quality records. I know because uh, that was my dad's first record label. Right. So I like I've always wondered that actually, like if they'd actually so dance mix they'd come out every year and they always had like it was like one continuously long song, right? Yeah, it was like a compilation. Yeah, a compilation, yeah. and they all blended in together mm-hmm. and but not surprisingly well. It was mostly just sort of a fade. There were some awkward moments. Fade in, like that's all it yeah. was. It was just a fade. Yeah, 
And also, I feel like just when it switched between songs, like it would stop for a second. Anyway, um, <laughs> That's the, the limitations of CD technology. But um, yeah, there's like so much great pop stuff on those albums. Some Ace of Base, yeah. Some like and, like crazy bootylicious songs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Savage Garden. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Savage Garden was on there, and there's like um, what was that Savage song that was like <laughs> I wanna be with you. I wanna. You do? Do you know that song? Yeah. I used to love that song. Oh, yeah. Like, play it, like, nonstop. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, very, like, inappropriate for a child to, to listen to, but I did. And, well, and um, the boys and men, it's the same. <laughs> the devil's music. <laughs> <laughs> the, the real devil's music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, industrial stuff. I listen to some industrial stuff, like Ministry and Skinny Puppy, who we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. What about you, Haley? What's weird that I listen to? Yeah. Maybe you should tell us actually what's not weird that you listen to. Yeah, yeah like I think, I think like, a surprising mm. thing from you would be some sort of mainstream thing. I know. It's like, should I talk about like all of the like Foxy Brown that I have? Yes. Or like, oh. again, it's like anything I say, it's like, yeah, par for the course. It's like Tea Time had this one album that was like all day anime and it's just like him and some other internet rappers like rapping about anime over like whatever Sailor Moon music cuts and I'm like this is fun and like there's some that I just listen to a lot mm. it's great and again obviously I listen to a lot of like 19 old timey just like do a musical dive every now and again and be like hmm let's listen to some traditional like Tibetan music <laughs> but the pretentiousness of that statement notwithstanding <laughs> I still listen to lots of whatever anytime I'll just like walk down College Street and there'll be bars playing like like they'll be having their like 90s hip hop night or something and there's a part of me that's like oh my god I've heard this song so many times and then there's another part of me that's like I want to go in and dance to this yeah. <laughs> I want to so do my good. dance I want to do my bad <laughs> dance I want to thrust I'd like walk this. by and I'm like they're always playing like Notorious B.I.G. why aren't they playing more Tupac like he was not alone here come on <laughs> they're like equal pieces. Yeah. I like that song Better Off Alone by Alice DJ. That is the best <laughs> song. Back. Do you remember the Rude Sandstorm? Like oh, yeah, along those oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back so aggressive. Back in the olden days when like there would actually be a payoff for the fucking build up. Oh, yeah. And it was like it was left. Oh, my God. Yeah. Same with like BT um, the, in like these beautiful machines maybe is that the album oh fuck anyway <laughs> amazing songs. We, we all live in the same province do you guys remember a commercial that was on tv this would have been in the 2000s early 2000s which was a commercial for computers where they ripped off better off alone and had a song that said do you really want a clone because they were selling clone <laughs> pcs oh yeah I oh have my God. I have I have the clip here. We can watch. I don't remember Please. that. And it was like it was like, do you really want a clone? And then like some kid <laughs> would pop in, like, no way. Uh, Oliver Jewelers did something. Is that am I saying that right? The guy who's oh. always like, oh, he's the oh, cash yeah. man. oh yeah, <laughs> give me. Oh, that's cash yeah, yeah. man. That's yeah. right. Remember the fucking. I'm the cash man. I think cash man's an original. Yeah. Giving your <laughs> give people you all your money gold. For your oh gold. yeah, yes, I'm the cash man. Original mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. 
I'm Russell Oliver, and I buy your used jewelry. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold, and I'll give you cash. Because... Like scantily clad yeah. dancers behind oh, the soul. It's so, so sleazy. It's so awesome. bad. Holly, we need to find out if this is like a real song so that your next DJ night. Oh, yeah. Can play yeah. It. Do oh, the cash man. Yeah. <laughs> and Dana and I will be the dancers who are just like smiling. Yeah. You're like the only ones who are like in We've got it. We've got like my wife taped an Oliver's Jewelers ad to the back of our bathroom door. I think it's still there. Oh, man. <laughs> just because that dude's so sleazy. Like I used to love his commercials. And then anytime you ever read an internet review of that guy, it's always like, this dude's like a real scumbag. Like he oh, like tries no. to rip you off. Like it like it's total sleaze, oh, and he wow. looks like a total sleaze. And then he does these commercials that are like, yeah, it's amazing. Oliver's Jewelers. If anyone, I think there's probably some YouTube videos out there. People can mm-hmm. look him up. Yeah, please look him up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's how we're gonna wind this down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? We'll we'll end the show with the the Future Cop and Parallels track, and then maybe we'll have some final thoughts, and and that'll be uh, ladies' night. So let's listen to the track. Uh, this was another pick from uh, Dana. She wanted to hear Future Cop featuring Parallels with the track We Belong.
And that was We Belong by Future Cop featuring Parallels. And I'm here today with Parallels and Mecha Mako and Dana Jean Phoenix. And we are winding down Ladies Night. So it's been uh, it's been fun to have you guys in the studio. But do you want to uh, say some, some final thoughts, uh, Dana? Uh, get your tickets to Outland Retroid Festival mm-hmm. happening yeah. at the Mod Club mm-hmm. July 6th. It's going to be an epic night, so if you don't already have your tickets, get them. Yeah, get them fast. And please show up early so you can catch me, because I go on first. What time will that be? Really early. Yeah? I think it's like, maybe like six, like five or six. Yeah, Yeah, because I think they're starting at three. three. Yeah, Yeah. so So. bring some snacks with you. (laughs) Stay hydrated. Um, bring some cash because I'm sure we're all going to be selling merch and some of which will probably only be available like at the show I know I'm going to be able to I'll probably have like a big stack of vinyl with me Mm. and then you can or bring your shit and we'll sign it sign it Sorry. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of doing shows with Outland twice now. They're just pros at what they do. They take care of the, the artist. They take care of their patrons. They put on an epic night from start to finish. So it's definitely a night that you want to be a part of. Yeah, this is another like basement bar show that I do. This is like the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, how about we get like a nice uh, goodbye from everybody and then we'll mm. wrap up and it, I will say that it's been lovely to uh, have you guys all in the Beyond Synth studio Thanks thank for you having for having us, us. Yeah. This it's was been fun. real lovely I wish yeah. I had a permanent studio just, like, be fun I just to... love you guys just oh my god like, right back at you <laughs> and I also love Andy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just on the other side of the table uh, no because I, I wish I could uh, do this more I think it'd be cool to have like more like permanent space where people can like drop in and stuff yeah um, one of these days when I get my uh Oil money. I keep I'm on asking people who have like some sort of wealthy oil baron uncle right. to sponsor my show. I will fucking sell the oil. I will completely like change my politics and everything once I get the cash and be like, yeah, Trump's not such a bad guy. I love oil, whatever it takes, uh, so I can get a studio. That's not true. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great to uh, to have you guys all here. I think it's fun. Yeah, to, to and do. another reason to buy your Outland tickets, you're going to be there, Andy, yeah. and you never come yeah. to these like big festivals, I'm going to be right? so distracted. The lack of a, a passport. Because I'm going to be in... Uh, <laughs> like, that like, literally everyone knows about. Yeah, I... Um, I uh, yeah, because I'm going to I'm going to hopefully set up someplace. I'll be doing interviews. So if you're the first one up, uh, Haley, you'll be the first person I talk to because I'll probably grab you after the show. Or before. I'm not sure what would work better to talk to people before, or both. You think that would be a good idea or would that be too distracting to like do a quick little chat with the person before they go up and then when they come out to be mm-hmm. like, like how, how you can have fun and then they have fun and they come back and say like, was that fun? <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. But I mean, like, I don't know if like. I mean, like personally, me- I get like super nervous. So that would be a bad yeah. idea. And to I like go can't to- articulate. Yeah. Like- but then after the show, you're sort of on a high and you're mm-hmm. all relaxed that it's over. Yeah. So better. I mean, I was literally thinking like not better. a not a long thing, more like just like uh, you know, just like oh, you're going up next, like cool, have fun, like that. Instead of, but I don't have to do it at all. You should do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like if you like not an interview seat. beforehand because mm-hmm. I don't want I don't want to yeah, like. Yeah, no. Uh, you're allowed to shove a camera in my face and catch me like yeah, sweating can, and yeah. swearing. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this cable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we'll. Yeah. Wait, wait, it's all good. So look, Holly Dodson. Thanks for coming by the studio Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Andy. And uh, do you have any parting words? Uh, well, I already said I love you guys. 
Um, but I'll say it again. I love you. I'll, I'll edit the second one out. <laughs> or the first one. Good. It's all good. Edit one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Her parting words will just be like, I already said this. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I'll just take pieces of things you said earlier and just sort okay. of like just stitch just make them up. it work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Haley. Hello. I thanks mean, for coming by. Bye Although bye. you've been here before because we filmed a thing with Protector 101 that will never see the light of day or will probably take decades before it happens. At this point, my hair will be the same as when we filmed it <laughs> yeah. back then. It bugs me because I'll show you some of the footage. It looks nice, but I was going to do it with models and I just didn't have the time and then we talked to a guy who's possibly going to animate it then that guy got too busy and that's where it stands so there's like some decent performance footage and then nothing to wrap the video around because there's supposed to be like a narrative thing that i want anyway whatever so you got some parting words <laughs> parting words uh just thank you and uh i'm excited for outland it'll be so much fun can't wait Cool. Crossing off the days. Dana Jean Phoenix. Yay. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I'll see you guys at Outland. Uh, there will be sure to be some guitar solos in your future if you do come. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> do yourself a favor and uh, play some ween when you get home tonight, kids. Yeah. Because uh, yes. you'll thank me later. <laughs> Chocolate and cheese, maybe. That would be my rec- mm-hmm. recommendation. That right. album. Let's do it. All right. Well, look, guys. Thank you for... Uh, Thanks for coming, man. It was fun. Ladies' night is adjourned, like, like court. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. Yeah, Can yeah. we have the law and order? Go, go, yeah, sound. okay, perfect. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.